Hey folks, welcome back to the DC3 cast. My name is Brian and with me as always are Zach and Vince. And we are here with week four of Future State. So, uh, this is the last week of new books, I believe. Maybe we get a one-shot or two? I'm not positive yes. of that. Yeah, we do get some one-shots. Okay. But this that is we the... haven't read, yeah. But, but this is seen for, yeah. but this is the last week of of any series that's getting more than one issue, correct? Like of new books? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um overall impressions of the week, Vince? Um maybe the weakest week yet, but um I don't think any of these were again, I don't think any of these were bad. Zach? I think this might have been my favorite week so far. Oh, you're wild. I, I was going to say, I think this is my second favorite week so far. It's one. It's up there, definitely. I think this is definitely better than last week. I think I agree, yes. So this is interesting. There's some dissension in the ranks already. Well, let's get right into this. Time for me to win a debate with facts and logic. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, Aquaman, Future State Aquaman number one, written by Brandon Thomas, illustrated by Daniel Sampier. This is a Jackson Hyde, Andy Curry story. We see um, essentially Jackson and Andy falling through the multiverse, showing up on different Earths. The Chargers hiring the... Who are the Chargers hiring? Sorry, sorry about that. I can't, I can't describe a fucking book without, without getting, uh, without you tuning into some sports talk radio bullshit. No, I was closing a browser uh, yeah, window. You, you have to mute right I'm now because you're saying, "Hey, uh, long time listener, first time caller, uh, what, what, what's, what, what's, what's the line on the Chargers this week?" Right? <laughs> I'm calling uh, Mike, Mike Francis. Exactly. Yeah. This is the stinger. <laughs> Oh boy, football on the brain all the time, all the time, football on the brain. Okay. Um anyway, Jackson and Andy are falling through the multiverse. Jackson is in captivity on this most recent Earth. And um specifically though, it's like it's not just the multiverse it doesn't it seem. I mean, I guess it what it's called the it has a name. Yeah, they're right? in, they're in this, the confluence. The confluence. Yes. It's, yeah. It's the yeah. stuff between time and space. And so it's almost like the bleed, but it's not. Right. Yeah. It's um. It 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 seems it seems like there's a limited number of worlds as opposed to like, you know, the unlimited multiverse. It seems like there's just you know, X amount of worlds that are in this confluence that, um, that they are falling through. And um, I have one note on this I want to get to in a little while, but first I want to see what Vince thought of this title. I, I thought it was just fine. Um, there's nothing in here that, like, blew my socks off. Uh, I like the status quo. I like, like, the legacy of Jackson being Aquaman and Andy Curry being Aquawoman. Um, uh I like all that. I think the script is fine. I think the the one little problem I had with the script, and um, it's not a big deal, but it's a thing that 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 comics do that I'm just like, I'm kind of tired of, which is the thing where like, he's calling her Aqua Lass, 
And she's like, don't call me that. <laughs> I'm Aqua Woman, right? Mm-hmm. How many times has there been a joke where someone's like, oh, you're Hawk Girl? No, I'm not Hawk Girl. I'm Hawk Woman, you know? Yeah. I get it. It's not like I totally, I totally back and support like the meaning behind it. Like that, the agency of like naming, naming yourself, that sort of thing. Uh, but that's a joke that like, I feel like every writer who gets a hold of like a, uh, like a female legacy character writes a line like that, that, that exact same line, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I, I think that this one is like, maybe i think it's like a little more excusable to me just because like of the like aqua lad is like you know you don't have aqua boy you have aqua lad and so having like an aqua last joke is kind of a a nod to that but i i I agree with you otherwise like i mean in a vacuum it's fine it's just that i like i got to that line like it's I'm, it's not even a big deal. Like it's not you know it's not really coloring my opinion of the book. But like it's just the thing that stuck out to me. Like, God, no. I've seen th- I've seen this joke so many times. You know, <laughs> um, it's fine. My my one note on this was just that um, this steals a beat from Scott Pilgrim, where Jackson Hyde gains the power of self respect, and that's what like makes him uh, break out at the end of this. He he just kind of he's kind of bummed out, and then he realizes he should believe in himself, and then he's fine again. Like it's just pretty lazy writing. Yeah, uh, I thought this whole and, issue uh, was pretty lazy, to be honest, it, from a scripting perspective. Like nothing, everything that happens in broad strokes is fine, but yeah. I just felt like it was it was not super well constructed. And I think the Sampir art is just fine. You know, it's just. Oh, I thought the Sam Pierre art was actually pretty good. I'm usually not a Sam Pierre fan, and I thought this was exceptionally good Sam Pierre art. I agree, Zach. I thought this was some of the best stuff we've seen from him. Huh. Uh, I mean, he he's not my favorite artist, so it's not like this is, you know, life changing art. But I thought this was, you know, better than your average your average Sam Pierre look. Uh, yeah, I felt. I mean, I feel like this is like getting on par with like like Robson Roca art. It's very similar to me. That like mid tier of DC artists, the people who aren't yet like superstars, but are, are above the like casual fill in level. Now he, Daniel Sampier used to be like the fill in artist of choice for a thousand DC books. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't like his style then this, this is much better than me. I think to me, I think the colors, Adriana Lucas, um, is a colorist whose name I've, I've been seeing a lot more, and I don't know if I could like peg who what books they've worked on, but I I do see that name a lot, and I know that I like their colors, so mm-hmm. that that probably helps a lot too. Um, anything else to say about this issue? Um, yeah, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Brandon Brandon Thomas is he, he on any that, other books? That Outsiders one that was excellent. Yes, yes. and yeah. is going to be doing. There's an outside. Is he doing that outsider story in that? Yes, Gotham. I believe so. Okay. Okay. I'm excited for that. Th- this this I can I can leave. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, all right. Up next is Future State Superman Batman number one. 
done by the DC three cast dream team, or at least the Brian dream team of Gene Lewin Yang and Ben Oliver. Um, this issue is the best Superman has been written in continuity in years. <laughs> uh, Gene Yang just knows how to write Superman to such an insane degree. I, I think he also does a great job with the relationship between Batman and Superman. I'm a big fan of Ben Oliver, as you guys know, and I absolutely adored the fact that Batman has a keychain on his flash drive that has the Superman logo on it, as well as a little cartoon Batman. That little detail warmed my heart to no end. I Ryan's think was... really trying to get all the Bendis haters to to like us more. Why is that? Because <laughs> you said it was the best written Superman in oh. continuity in, in years. Am I wrong? No, but I, I just thought it was funny. You're gonna get you're gonna get all those people five star on our podcast now. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't even mean that necessarily as a Bendis knock. I meant that more as everybody else knock. But yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, what did you guys think? Did you guys enjoy this as much as I did? No. <laughs> no, really? I didn't either. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? What's wrong with you? I think you're really overselling the 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 script. And I love Gene Luen Yang. You know, he like he's one of my like all time favorite comic writers for sure, bar none. Um, I've got tons of proof to back that up. But this issue did almost nothing for me. And I don't. I think the Superman was fine, but I am so much more looking for. First of all, uh, Superman smashes the clan is the best writing of Superman. That's not in continuity. I said in uh, continuity. Did you say that? I did say that. Okay. It's all in continuity now. It's all in continuity. That's right. It's you, the omniverse. You, you know what I mean. It's the omniverse. <laughs> um, uh, not we that. Not that this ends. was. Not that this was bad. It's just. It was just. It just was. It was. It was nothing to me. It was. It was piffle. I'm so much more excited for his actual post future state run based on his talent and the premise. The premise for this was just. Yeah. Oh, they're solving a false face serum crime. Um, it was is nothing to me. Um, and I'm not as big a Ben Oliver fan as as you, obviously. So, you know, I didn't I didn't dig this a, as much. I, for me, it's on the same level as that Aquaman book. It's fine. Um, I'm fine reading it. Like it's certainly not bad, but it Vince, didn't move the needle for me. Vince, you ignorant slut. I, th I think I'm somewhere in between, but maybe lean more towards towards Vince. Oh, um, you, you lean you lean right over here, buddy. I'll give you a big smooch. <laughs> you guys are, are insane. I'm sorry. Oh, well, don't blame me. I I voted for Ariel Olivetti. <laughs> oh no, that's, I I don't even that's, care that's about the ben, ben Oliver. I don't even care about the Ben Oliver part. I I'm I don't see how you guys can't read this and just. Think that the relationship between Bruce and well, Clark where have so we heard here. this? Where have we heard this before? Hmm, where, <laughs> where was there ever a story about Superman where a person on the show is incredulous that another person doesn't like it? I forget what you're referring to. <laughs> what? Oh, only the greatest DC three controversy of all time. Oh, the oh, the Superman uh, Beyond. Yeah. Okay, that's totally different. <laughs> This is all, that's no heart. This is all heart. That's the difference. That, that's the difference. Insane. Oh, you're so what a madman. Oh, we're not. We're not going to relitigate this now. Yes, we are. It's the best shit on our show. It's the only thing people want to hear. So, <laughs> no. 
let me make my case for two minutes here, okay? And then then I will let you guys make your case against me here. <laughs> I don't have a case. I just think that the way that Superman acts like the the first time you see Superman in this story, he is saving somebody's life. And he never does that. Let me finish, <laughs> you fuck. Um, and every decision that Clark makes in in story here is him being like the 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 kindest, most most supermany Superman that he can that he can be here. This is such a perfectly scripted Superman story. And in the beginning of it, Bruce is very cold to Superman, and you see Clark like work his magic on Bruce and begin to warm him up as as the book goes on. But Clark is just so he he's just so willing to go out of his way to. So many times, I think I think writers write Superman as brusque, and they don't they don't recognize how much I think if Superman were a real guy, he would take time with each and every person. He would make everybody feel special, and that's what yang superman always does he always treats everybody as if they're the most important person in his life at that moment and you know superman like lighting the 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 can of garbage so those guys can be warm like that's a perfect little superman moment there everything he does in this is a perfectly written little clark kent moment it's so good i can't believe you guys are down on this i just think it's i just think it's okay it's fine he does all those things in superman beyond and it's better he does, yeah, and 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 Bendis has done plenty of that as well. I um, I, I am doing every Michael Keaton jerk off <laughs> gift there is. And there's at least two of them. I'm doing all of them at once. Uh, <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. I love Gene Luenyang. I-, I love you, man. I love your work. The best. Um, One of the best. Yeah. Uh, can't wait for that Batman super. Superman book. Um, That's not yeah. fair, though. It's not fair to say you're more excited for something else. We're here to talk about this book. What? I, That's a, what? I'm I'm saying I'm saying. Why is that not fair? It's it That's is fair. Opinion. It is fair. No, it's, because... it is fair. Because I read this and I said, hmm, I I hope I like the next book better. Just just like with the green, just like with Green Lantern, the Jeff Thorne Green Lantern book. The premise in that looks much more interesting and i think will be a better uh, application of the writer's talent i don't disagree with any of that i think it's unfair to say that this book is not good because it's not that neither of us said that i I don't think i said that but i guess in a way i am because like this is not what i want really and it's just okay to me this is also a book i feel like that really like maybe maybe the biggest defender of underutilizing the future state premise. And part of that is because this is probably the one that's like set the closest to our like normal continuity timeline. Um, But again, a reason I'm not like just over the moon for this one. I uh, actually, some of the others, I actually think in, in some ways I enjoyed that as well. I just feel like, there's only so much of the total dystopia Gotham I can take, and this isn't quite there yet. So if there's going to be a story set in Gotham, I like that there's one that's not like the total magistrate everything right now. Because all, Go- all the Bat books are about that, and it's nice to have one that isn't about that. 
This is like, uh, no, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. I I just think, I think Yang is like way more imaginative than this usually. Um, and I feel, I feel like this is just, this is just Yang in a box where he's just um, executing like pretty well, fine enough, but just executing somebody else's vision. Um, and I think like, you know, whether it's, whether it was um, the, the uh, rip off fantastic four book that the name escapes me. Terrifics. <laughs> yeah. Terrifics. Or uh, like new Superman. I just feel like those are so, those were so inventive in their own thing. And I know he was, I know he wasn't the original Terrifics writer. I'm just saying once he was on it, it became something else that was like imaginative and, and, and outside the box. And, and this is not, so it's fine. I, I cannot believe you guys. That's okay. It's okay. I, I said this was my least favorite week. I said this was my least favorite week, and nothing was bad. And I like everything else that we're going to talk about better than the two books that we've just talked about. Well, we're gonna we're gonna be in for some more fighting then, because <laughs> everything else is just fine except for one book. <laughs> yeah, I know what the one book is too. <laughs> but that one book almost makes up for all of it. I wouldn't go that far, but it's it's very good. We'll we'll see what happens here. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's let's move off. Let's get over to Future State Dark Detective number two. The main story is written by uh, Mariko Tamaki and illustrated by Dan Mora. And this story is the sort of the origin of the Dark Detective Bruce Wayne. Um, I think that this is an almost totally forgettable issue of this book it wasn't bad in, in any way but i don't think we needed a full issue origin of the status quo and that's essentially what this is i definitely agree with you because i literally before this episode was trying to remember what happened in this issue and i had forgotten and i read the issue yesterday um that said the art is really really good and that covers a multitude of sins. Vince? Um, basically the same thing that you guys said. The The art was really good. You know how much I liked that first issue. I thought Tamaki's script was so uh, sharp. And, you know, like, I, if I never read another Bruce Wayne story in my life, it would be fine. And she found a way to make me want to read a Bruce Wayne story. But then this issue was there's nothing wrong with the script it's just unmemorable in a way that that previous you know that previous one was was memorable i still remember lines from that first script like zach i had trouble remembering what this one was about a couple days after i read it um it suffers from the exact same thing that i said that the second issue of the next batman suffers from which is that it's almost totally giving us information that we either already got or could have just intuited based on the future state status quo and what's been going on in Gotham. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. There there's is nothing out. There's nothing in this book that is outside of a logical inference you could have made. Yes, exactly. I, I yeah. 
Right. And not that not that twists and turns and surprises are the are the necessarily the only thing to good storytelling. But yes, there was nothing in this that I didn't read. And it just it washed over me as if like, yeah, of course, like we didn't we already know that, you know, like if I didn't, I assumed it. The the more I think about it, though, I didn't I didn't actually like critique this issue that hard in my head. But the like looking over it, the more I think about it. There are like a lot of things in here that are super contrived, and unless Tamaki has like plans to make to to tell more stories from them, I think are actually not very good. Especially the thing about how the the way Bruce was able to get away is because as he's being chased by the magistrate or not the the peacekeeper, he jumps into the water as he's being shot at, and a dead body just happens to appear that looks enough like Bruce Wayne that the peacekeeper thinks that that body in the water was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And it's just, it, it really, it makes no sense. Like he even says in, in the script, he's like, it's, it's pretty wild that no one has my DNA. Am I right guys? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's extremely contrived and I'm almost like, Oh, if that's, if that's the explanation, if that's the story you had to tell, it might have just been better not to not to tell that. Yeah, that's yes. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. Like you, I had already accepted that Bruce Wayne escaped death um, in some way that we didn't see. And did yeah. you ever need to explain how that happened? No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Comics should be okay with doing that, I think. I also, was, I was never asking how he escaped death. <laughs> right. Yeah. That is who fills the tires of the Batmobile to me with, <laughs> with air. That is that question. Just, just, just tell a story. Um, don't, don't fill in that that de- that unnecessary detail. You're right, Zach. Oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? It sounded like you were gonna say something. No, nothing. No, I'm good. <laughs> Um, so in, in this issue, we did get a new backup, which is a Red Hood story by Joshua Williamson and Giannis Milono Giannis, who is, uh, probably best known for his Ninja Turtle stuff in the past. And, um, I find it interesting that Williamson is going to be launching the new Robin series with which, uh, which is going to have Rose Wilson, AKA Ravager as a supporting cast member. And she is a big part of this story as well. Um, obviously a different Robin, but interesting to see her show up. I thought that Malono Giannis's art is just so fun and enjoyable that that made this story. It took the story from a relatively uneventful Jason Todd story, something I I, I want to read more of because I love the art so much. Uh, Vincey, what'd you think of this? Same, same. I I love the art more than anything. The story, uh edgy jason todd uh and rose wilson doing it like whatever and and they spent way too much time like (laughs) they just they just kept hammering that point home like rose was basically like looking at the reader saying like you understand we're fucking right yeah (laughs) like I, i swear to god they had her like just prodding like four or five different references to to them doing it uh in this thing um so, you know, the story's whatever, but the art was great. I love that they have some of these oddball artists that you wouldn't normally see at DC. Or if you did, they were in, like, anthology 
books. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they're putting them on some of these future state titles. Um, I wish we would see more runs from artists like this coming out of it, but I kind of don't think that'll be the case. Um, yeah, the art was great, and that's the that's the nice thing I'll say about it. Zach? Yeah, I mostly agree. Like, the story is a, it's a little intriguing, I guess. Um, you know, Jason being this mask hunter. I mostly think the ro- like the Rose, the way Rose is written here is really good to me. Um, it's, like, very intriguing. Um, and I do kind of really like their dynamic together. Um, but the art is just mind-boggling. Mind-boggling bogglingly good to me um this is this is up there with like the the gleb midnighter and the the joelle jones wonder woman to me this this is just again another artistic tour de force for future state which is really what i'm here for at this point yeah there hasn't there has there been a book or even a backup story that has had like flat out bad art. I don't think so. D- D- DC's kind of done a good job of purging, um, you know, art like that. Like the New Fifty Two is the last time I can remember like consistently seeing art that I thought was bad. Every once in a while, there there will be a stinker post uh, New Fifty Two. But that's the last time I, I thought, like, you looked at a lot of books and were like, ugh. I think they've done a really good editorial job of, of dialing down to some very good artists to feature month to month. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I, guess, I guess these books have been a mixture of, like, I, I, okay, I'll say this. I think Tom Rainey's art in that Green Lantern book was probably the worst we've got so far. Yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just flipping through here my notes to to go back to the different artists. Um, but I was gonna say I feel like all of the art and, and that Tom Rainey art was not was not necessarily like unreadably bad or anything like that. It's just not as good as everything else. But I think that the worst thing I can say about Future State so far is I don't think that the scripts have been as inventive or fun as the art has been. On the whole, um, I think that's true. I think that that's most mostly true. Yeah, I, I think that there have been like a few exceptions. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but yeah, I'd say it's probably like thirty seventy. You know, thirty percent hit, seventy uh, percent miss as far as like plots go. I don't know if I'd go that high, but um, you know, three out of ten. I think that's. I think that's. I mean. I mean, if you're, all, well, all the, all the Superman books have hit for me, and the Wonder Woman mostly, which that at least I think counts for. And then the, the, oh, there's been a lot of stuff. I think the Titan stuff is good. All, yeah. all of the like T- Sheridan stuff. I think three out of ten is reasonable. I, I think you you've named most of the stuff that's come out so far though. Like uh Oh you so you you're saying low as in terms of like how much is good. Yeah, I, I would say it's been at least half oh, okay. good. Okay. 
Oh, okay. So I was being more conservative. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I, okay, okay. I thought you were. I understand. No, no. I mean, I, um, I, I think you know that Green Lantern book was kind of a stinker. The Flash book was a stinker. One of the books we're going to talk about in a minute, maybe a stinker. Um, mm-hmm. Other than and, and and the Gotham books have been on a whole more boring than I would hope they would be. But I think outside of those books, almost everything else I've enjoyed. To various degrees. Varying degrees, rather. But let's do this. Let's uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the last three books of this week's Future State Slate. So stay tuned. Hello, denizens of Earth-1218. We are the hosts of Make My Multiversity, a twice-monthly podcast. And it is I, Jake, the Taskmaster One. And I'm Elias, the Bendis One. Make Mind Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into the X-Books of the recent-ish months, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our monthly heavyweight champion. Sometimes we even have lists. And other times we have book clubs on Marvel series, past and present. Coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior, indeed. And we are back with uh, Future State Legion of Superheroes, number one, written by Brian Bendis, illustrated by Riley Rosmo. Zach, I want you to start talking about this one. Why? Because I'm the only one this week who is going to like this. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I liked this a lot. Um, this is what I wish Bendis's super, uh, his, his Legion run had been from the start. I, I wish it had started like this. Oh, hmm. more more impenetrable. Cool. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. This wasn't impenetrable. This was I'm extremely just, easy to follow. I'm just, I'm just joking. It, it was. It was too simplistic almost. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm I'm kidding about the impenetrable nature of it, but I, w- I don't think this is very good, though. So uh, I think that this is good. I, I think that this is... So what this reminds me of, um, this is like the... the Giffen five year later legion um from the 80s that's like exactly what this is and that was like a really cool status quo for legion um and this is just like okay i mean what bendis is i haven't read all of his legion run so far i haven't loved it from what i've read but I, i do like what he's trying to do like building off of his superman stuff focusing on john doing the united planet stuff i like all of that but this is just so much more interesting to me this like um you know trying to figure out what's happened like what this mystery is with element lad why the legionnaires are on different sides kind of just the the weird status quo and then like the rosmo art i mean it's so good um and not that like sook's art wasn't good but like this is next level and this is just to me just like a much more interesting legion book than than you know what i've read of like the first six or seven issues of um of the main book um this this is really good to me this is actually yeah what the heck this is like probably in my top three books this week I know there's Top only three six this books. week. Oh god. Okay. All right. It's probably 
it's probably i mean the, the books are really good this week i it, mm. it might be my top two then yeah actually yeah <laughs> there's one other one there's i mean one other one. there's one other one that i like one it, had two, it, it had two stories in it mm-hmm. um no i think that this was if we're gonna talk like of all a future state it might be in my top five even even i liked this a lot Brian, why don't you go off on this before I say anything? Well, let me just put out the, the two caveats I think are very important here. The first one is that, of course, the Rosmo art is great. We don't have to sit here and litigate how uh, Riley Rosmo's abilities. We all know he's incredible, and we are all well-documented fans of his. The other thing I want to say is that I am just, for years, <laughs> I have been saying, man, I need to get into the Legion. I need to find a way into the Legion. And I think maybe I'm just not a Legion guy. I want to be, but there, there. I have not yet found a Legion story that I feel is um, it ha- has just has hit for me, uh, in in as much of a way as I wish it would. Right. So maybe I'm just genetically disposed, predisposed to not dig this as much. But I just felt like the point of a future state book should be to give us a to put the characters that we love in situations that are unfamiliar and exploit that to tell the best stories i don't think this does a particularly good job of reminding us why we're supposed to love these characters nor do i think the situation is all that different than what we typically see from the legion it's. I mean, yes, it, it is. It's sort of like the Legion is broken up, etc. But I don't think that that this just didn't feel unique in any way to me. I guess what I'm trying to say. It just felt very boilerplate, and uh, yeah, I did not particularly care for this. But less more more boilerplate than. Uh... Than Superman uh, lighting a campfire for some homeless people. Uh, the proper term is either the uh, unhoused or people who are experiencing homelessness. Thank you. Sarah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Vince, what did you think about this book? Um, I'm I'm with you, man. Um, when I, I'm not going to uh, parrot what you've said already because you said it better than I could. But the one thing I want to say is when we saw the teaser art for the stuff that was clearly Legion related, I looked at that teaser art and I imagined like, Oh, these are, these are Legionnaires we haven't seen yet. This is going to be about some like crazy future Legion. That's even further in the future than the one we're, you know, reading every month in the, in the regular Bendis book. And you know, it's going to be like legacy Legion characters. And then you get to it and it's basically your regular cast of Legion characters. I was disappointed that that character with the skull, I don't know how, like looking back on it, I don't know how I didn't know that now, but the character with like the skull, the pink costume with the skull on it is just Saturn girl. And Brainiac is Brainiac seven, but whatever, you know, like, these are all the same characters. And I guess I was just a little let down by that because I wanted to see like some freaky future Legion that was even weirder than the one that we normally get. And when you didn't get that and when, 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 when what it actually was, was just a 
um, short, shortly placed into the future version of these characters where like they're referencing events that happened in Bendis's run. That was just a little disappointing to me because I wanted something, I wanted something much weirder and more out of bounds than that based on the Rosmo uh, teaser art. Um, and that's all I'll add to what you said, Brian. Uh, may I float one possible reason for this? Sure. Is there any chance that the reason this book is the way it is because this is Bendis's farewell to the Legion? I mean, I've been saying that. I don't think it's coming back. I think. Um, I think. I don't think that. I don't think that's the issue here. I think that this is a 5G casualty again. I think he's not coming back to the book, most likely. At least not in... uh, I don't think there's going to be another Legion book. Like I think we'll probably see Legion stuff in Justice League, honestly. Um, But there were all those rumors that this was supposed to be set like in a different year like Vince kind of alluded to. Um, There there were rumors that it was going to be like the year 5000 or something. And I wonder if like some of these characters were designed as new characters and then got retrofitted into current characters. Um, I, I wonder, I, I kind of think that this book was maybe affected by that stuff a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. um, I can't prove that, but there there like, there were a lot of rumors about like what this book was going to be. And uh, it's, it's not that, um, like, I think even there were, like, a leaked... So, like, Amazon had posted a solicit for, um, like, some of the Future State collections, and this was, like, listed as, like, Legion 5000 or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I think that there was some shuffling behind the scenes. That said, I think this is, like, a perfectly good Legion story. This is, like, a, a really... Uh, to me to me this is like some of the best legion that we've had in the oh, last man. 10 years maybe i mean it's fine but like like everything else this week was fine um but i don't know I, i'm liking bendis's regular legion i'm liking it well enough and i i liked this issue less than uh, that's interesting most of those that's in- I, I find this like i think this issue is more interesting than anything i've read in his other legion i I think that his legion is it's the most clear instance of my problems with bendis which is just that the opening arc took six issues to do what should have never been done in the first place like issue seven starts where where the series should have started Mm -hmm. probably and yeah I just feel like this um, this is kind of more of the same in, in that where I think that the story that where this story ends up at the end of this first issue is I'll admit it, it's kind of interesting, but it should that should have been like the last page of this issue should have been on page five when it says DC Comics proudly presents Legion of Superheroes, whatever. Like it's just so decompressed. This is just the most decompressed stuff in the world bendis is known for that but this is really really bad uh, and this being his legion run in general 
And so I guess I'm just uh, I'm just bored by it. I, I don't know. Just just very bored by it. Yeah. Anything else to say, Zach, before we uh, move on? No, no. I like this a lot, but I'm also I like the Legion a lot more than you guys. I yeah, you you are the girl, Legion. So. You are the Legion boy for yeah, sure. That makes sense. All right. Well, um, next up we have Future State Suicide Squad number one. The main story, the Suicide Squad story, is written by Robbie Thompson and illustrated by Javi Fernandez, somebody we have not seen as much of lately, or at least I haven't seen as much of. Maybe he's doing stuff that I'm not keeping up with, but I love Javi Fernandez's art, and it's great to see him back. Um, this story is uh, sort of a, a, an odd combination of an Earth 3 and a, a Prime Earth story. Um Vince, I want you to start talking about this one. What did you think of this? Um, I I liked this a lot. Um, I like seeing Javier Fernandez uh, on art for sure. I like this kind of uh, imposter justice squad and the the Earth Three connection and this strange Suicide Squad that gets introduced uh, near the end of this. Um, I love this stuff about yeah ta- Task Force Z, which is basically the crime syndicate in in Bacta Tanks. I love Connor Kent's role in this and the way that they're playing with his his being made up of both uh, Clark and Luthor uh, DNA or whatever his deal is. Um, the thing that Jeff Johns wrote into a comic about in the '90s, and then when he got when he got into position of power, made it reality, that thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, I like the little black lantern ring sort of tease uh, stuff that's going on behind the scenes there. And, and th- this, this is very much uh, in line with um, like the Shazam book that we talked about last time, where it's putting all these little pieces in place that are potentially seeding, uh, greater stories and it's using like a very wide scope of the DCU to do it. And uh, so far in future state, those are my favorite. Those are the books that, that make this feel most like DC to me and suicide squad does that. And then there's potentially a story in the same book that does that even better. So we'll talk about that other story in a minute. Zach, what'd you think of the main story here? Yeah, I liked this a lot. I liked it a lot better than I expected to based on what we knew about it. I liked it more and more as the story went on and we found out more about what was going on. I thought that it was paced really well. The reveals came really well. Um, Just kind of like layer on layer. Um, You know, I was kind of worried about how they would handle... Connor in this I was worried about how they were going to handle that flash character and it's all just really really good um I can't really say anything bad about it honestly um I think this is a really cool premise and I assume somehow some of it's going to play out in the new Suicide Squad ongoing right which is by this creative team we should mention yeah I think I think a different artist um I think it's friend. Uh, it's uh, Pansica, I think. Uh, oh, okay. Something. Yeah. Eduardo Pansica. Okay. Yeah, Eduardo Pansica. That's right. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that, but I don't doubt you on that. Um, 
yeah, I thought this was more or less good. I really enjoyed the idea of Earth Prime Amanda Waller decamping to Earth Three. Yes. Um, for some reason that tickles me. I don't know why. I just I just think that's a really that's a really well written uh, turn of events there. That was a lot of fun. Um, like Zach said, I was a little bit worried about how some of the characterization was going to go here, but it turns out I was worried for nothing because this was this was really well done. I I think that one of the more interesting storylines at DC over the next year or two is going to be the and we we've talked about this in the show a little bit before the sort of D Harley Quinning of the Suicide Squad and letting other characters. And other takes on on the on this book, you know, uh, emerge from here. You know, the 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 Tom Taylor Suicide Squad we all enjoyed so much. Oh, excuse me. Do not let this yawn be indicated indicative of my thoughts in the book. Um, you know, I, I think that we all really enjoyed that Tom Taylor run, in part because it felt like the first new thing we've gotten from Suicide Squad in a while. And this felt new, but it didn't even feel like the Tom Taylor stuff. This felt like the second new iteration of the team we've had in a year after we haven't had a new iteration of the team in essentially 10 years. Yep. Yeah. Hey, let me let me um, put a caveat out really quick because I did. I double checked um, the the cover that they put out for Suicide Squad number one has uh, um no never mind retract my retractment <laughs> I was thinking about someone else yeah never mind it is Pansika um, <laughs> never mind okay um anything else to say about this main story no. um no I don't guess so other than I just want to, I, again, I'm extremely impressed by how much thought that the creative team put into this, like, weird Justice Squad team and the characters who make who who make up the team. I think having Martian Manhunter be, like, a clay man uh, or clay face. Clay face. Not, not, I do that every man. time. <laughs> every time I do that. Um, Whatever is going on with that weird Aquaman, the fisherman character... Um, that flash is such a good design. I will be so surprised if she doesn't show up in the new Suicide Squad book somehow. Um, it's just really good. It's really good world building and use of characters, I think. I concur. All right, so the, the second story in this issue is Black Adam, written by Jeremy Adams, who is the new Flash ongoing writer uh, as part of Infinite Frontier. And illustrated by Fernando Pissarin. Um, So let's get the big stuff out of the way here. This takes place in the DC 1 million timeline, which is, um, you know, DC 3 nip for sure. We get um, an appearance of Superman Prime coming out of the sun wearing a Green Lantern ring, (laughs) which is uh, who, baby? (laughs) We get this, this new team of supervillains called The Unkindness, which is Vandal Savage Teakle, which is um, Clarion's cat, but like as a essentially as a tiger, which is both a cool Teakle thing and also a cool like Marvel family Shazam thing, because you know with Takatani, a character called Child, 
an evil version of Dove from Hawk and Dove and the Seven Deadly Sins from, again, Captain Marvel Shazam stories. Um, I want to throw one quick thing out here before, before, we, before we slobber all over this, which is that uh, our friend and yours, Walter Richardson, had said that he did not love the... Um, of course, I'm blanking on it. What was the name of the team from Justice League last week from the JLA, from Morrison's JLA run? Um, oh, the, um, oh, the, the Hyper Clan. Hyper Clan, yeah. thank you. Um, he said that basically he felt like that was a, a sort of a wink and a nod that if you didn't get it, it would be hard to enjoy that story without knowing who the Hyper Clan was. Whereas he felt that Superman Wonder Woman with the Tyrant Son was much more sort of you could pick that up without really knowing much about that character beforehand. And so my question for you guys is, is this going to be totally impenetrable to folks who didn't read DC 1 million, or can this be sort of a, an enjoyable story for anybody going in? So I, I think know. it's, oh, go ahead. Zach. No, you go ahead, Vince. No, you go, you go. I always step on oh. you. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say it's your pain pig, but uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I I think it's I was gonna say it's maybe kind of somewhere in between. Uh, so like, to to Walt's point about the hyperclaim, we didn't really talk about this, but what, after he said that, I was thinking about it, and that, that reveal is kind of very pandering because, from like a story standpoint, it makes no sense for them to have like even appeared as like, in like as the hyperclan, other than for us to be like, oh look, that's the hyperclan. <laughs> For us to like be able to whisper into our wives, that's the hyper plan. <laughs> exactly, yeah. um, because like at the end of Morrison's story, you know, we know that they're like white Martians and they can shapeshift. So there is no end story reason for them to like look like the hyper clan. It's at comics, all. baby. It's comic, yeah, yeah. It's comics, baby. So like that's on one end of the spectrum. Then the the tyrant son thing, the Solaris, like that. You don't need to have ever read anything about Solaris to to get solaris in that story just because he is a good he's a well-designed character a good villain who's like pretty self-explanatory he's an evil son that's all you need to know this is like i think this isn't egregious or or kind of pandering the way that the hyper clan stuff is because this is really like a great follow-up like you know kind of unofficial sequel to dc 1 million um and i think it reads really well that way and you wouldn't critique something for being a a sequel to something you know you wouldn't say like this is impenetrable because i didn't read the thing that came directly before this um slight it, slight disagreement here though zach which is that this is not if this was being pegged as that that's one thing this is a backup in an event it doesn't matter though like i mean it, that's what like, but that's comics. Like, everything is coming off of something before it. Like, it's serialized storytelling. And, like, I don't, I would not fault this at all. I'd, I wouldn't even put it in the same category as the, the HyperClan thing. Because that is, like I said, I think that's kind of pandering. And this is just, oh, we're telling a story that's set in DC 1 million. That would yeah. be like saying like Legion is bad because it's 
in the future. No, I, I guess. Well, let, it is, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna slightly clarify them and get out of Vince's way so he can talk about this book. But um, I what I was I guess trying to say is just like it's different when. I, I, I just feel like there's – and I'm not – look, I, I love this, – this is probably my favorite thing I read this week, right? I'm not – this is not me shitting on this at all. I just think that, like, to Walt's point, it's very hard to make a case that you could enjoy – and again, I, I can't pull myself out of this, but it's hard to make a case that you could enjoy this if you hadn't read DC 1 million. And I just feel like this is – this event is supposed to be relatively um, – user friendly for anybody because these are all like new hypothetical stories and this somewhat fails at that just because it's it's taking a story that you really need some context for to fully enjoy do you really though and again we're i'm i don't mean to i want vince to talk but like do you need to know anything other than like this is future justice league um you don't need to know anything from dc one million really to enjoy this i don't think it makes it a whole lot easier to fully enjoy sure. it. I believe to, you do, but I'll, to I'll fully enjoy it. Yeah, which I'll, that's yeah, that's like anything. That. That's like any medium, though. Like sure, it, or any story. You know, that is. I, I see what you're saying. That this is not like a clean cut. Fret. This is not. Um, this is not like most of the other future state books where you could just pick this up and go. Yeah. Although I, I mean like you could say the same thing about the suicide squad thing that we just talked about as well. Like so much of that is predicated on knowing things about comics and knowing other stories. Sure. sure. And again, I, I'm not even saying that's I'm more asking, is this, is this impenetrable? I'm not saying it is. I'm asking, is it impenetrable? I, I mean, I don't, I don't think so, but like, again, tying it back to the first question, I think it's, it's not nearly as egregious as the hyperclan thing, but it's also not as accessible or, um, yeah, not as accessible as the Solaris thing. It's in between. Vince, go off, King. Okay, so here's what I want to say. I mostly agree with Zach when he says you wouldn't fault this because it's a DC 1 million sequel. You're right, though, Brian, because what is a DC 1 million sequel doing in the middle of future state i don't know what it's doing but i loved it um it reminds me what zach said reminds me of like you wouldn't fault the jeff johns uh jsa thy kingdom come arc because because you didn't read kingdom come you know what i mean that's the same thing as this to me like if you didn't read kingdom come and you're reading that arc there are going to be things that that or you're lost on and that's that's comics that's the history of comics you know this like any other story i think gives you enough it doesn't it doesn't bog you down in things that you wouldn't understand if you didn't read one million it's just that you might not enjoy this as much if you didn't does that make sense like sure. little little details like um mitch shelley working for uh black adam in the new uh uh Kandak uh, planet, right? You're not going to know who that is. But if you read DC 1 million or if you know who Resurrection Man is, that is such a rich, cool, uh, thoughtful detail, you know? 
that's such a warm moment. As somebody who loves uh, Resurrection Man and loves DC One Million, that's a, that's a great moment, you know. But there's a lot of stuff in here too that you don't need the context for, like Wonder Woman, and, like the stuff between Wonder Woman and Black Adam and how they're an item now. I think that stuff plays no matter what. Um, now, somebody who hasn't read One Million or you know, a lot of DC or who is coming to this for the first time and is, is relatively clean would have to tell me for sure. But I think that stuff plays as long as you have a cursory understanding of who Wonder Woman and Black Adam are. Um, I think the Lords of Chaos and their seven deadly sins that they're, that they're flying around with, that is a villain that is immediately easy to understand. That doesn't require any knowledge of one million to appreciate I think one other thing that does require uh, having read one million to really appreciate is the the Superman Prime in the Sun thing. Um, I think that little bit for you to truly appreciate uh, the Golden God Superman getting wrecked, you have to have read that story. But then again, if you went into this and you didn't, you hadn't read that, you would just know, oh, that's that's Super Saiyan Superman, and he's getting his ass kicked, you know. Um, so you could you could piece it together without having read it. Um, as far as the Justice Legion goes, yeah, all you got to know is this is a future Justice League. They don't spend any time on any one of the characters individually aside from maybe Wonder Woman for you to really get bogged down in who each individual character is. It's not important. You, you just you just have to know that they're the future Justice League. Um so yeah, like I, I definitely understand what you're saying, Brian. And I think there is there is stuff you're missing that would make you appreciate this story more, but I don't think it's necessary for appreciating the story. I'm just glad that I did read one million and and that I'm such a fan of it that all these little the little bits, the little like trivia type bits really hit with me. Um I I love this. This was my favorite thing this week. The the Fernando Passerin art or Passerin art was um really good. I think better than the recent Hawkman stuff, even. Um great okay. great even great fit for the DC one million timeline, I think, actually. Um and then the the reveal at the end with Gold Beetle, which, you know, don't don't know what that's about just yet. Um, but I love that. Uh I loved everything about this. <laughs> so and then there's one funny bit I want to talk about before we're done, like, reviewing it. Um, but if any of you have anything else to say or, or respond. Um, no, I thought this was very, very good. I thought there's a lot of things in this story that make me excited for the Flash run that uh, Adams is doing. Because I just got the impression that... The same way I felt like with Tim Sheridan's stuff that we read um, last week and the week before, where you just got a sense that, that this guy has a really good understanding of what makes DC special and what stories are important and fun to to reference. And, you know, there there is nothing in this book that necessarily gives me as much of, like, a fuck yeah fist pump as seeing Bunker. Just because Bu see, Bunker is, like... And I thought we talked about this on the show before, but I feel like there's an entire era of Teen Titans that New Fifty Two Green bleh, New Fifty Two Teen Titans say that five times fast. Um, <laughs> that book sucked a lot, but there were a couple of good ideas that just 
I thought we'd never get again because that book sucked so much. But seeing Bunker show up, it's a good thing. I love when comics rescue characters from the brink. So there was nothing that was quite that um, that much of like a fist pump moment for me in this in this uh, story. But there's also not a wrong turn taken anywhere here. Like I think that Adams and Pissarin just did did everything pretty much right throughout this entire book. There's there is so much fun shit that happens in this story and um I mean the one million stuff is great. I think that I think that the, the Black Adam characterization is really interesting here. I think that almost everything that happens in this in these pages is fun. I also think one of the nice things is so many times you'll see uh sequel 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 stories to famous events or books and almost instantly something in the sequel requires a little bit of retconning from the main title and this requires none of that. I don't think anything that happens here like takes this book out of the takes I don't think this takes anything from a plot or a continuity perspective out of 1 million. Do you guys agree with that as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I, I just appreciate that. So, this is great. Uh, Vince, you you had something else you wanted to say? Yeah, I just <laughs> one thing that I thought was very funny um <laughs> was when they were ta- Wonder Woman and and Black Adam are talking about Wonder Woman tells him about the child they've conceived. And Black Adam's like, well, what? That, that's that's impossible. And Wonder Woman's like, yes, because I'm made of stone. I thought it was impossible too. And Black Adam's like, oh yeah, that's definitely what I meant. Def- My boys can swim. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't actually say that last part, but. That's but, like, but he does. He does say something like, "Not since Egypt." Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that um, bit, but I, I brought my own. Like, yeah, that's definitely what I meant when yeah. I said I, I, we can't conceive. <laughs> um, two two quick notes. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure that this is the first comic that Jeremy Adams has ever done. Because he's not on anything else on Comicsology. Well, if you don't count the Black Racer, did he do the Black Racer thing too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so Future State though is his like first thing. It seems like. Yeah, I buy um, that. Which is crazy with like how good this is off the gate out, out the gate. Um, that the that other Black thing, Racer thing was pretty bad though. So. Yeah, but that was like that was kind of like a nothing little ten page story. Um, this this felt much more substantial, and I I mean I didn't hate that one little thing for what it was. It was fine. Um, the other thing, did you guys see that Gold Beetle is going to be in his Flash run? Yes. No, I didn't. That's that's great. I mean, I guess it's great. We don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I I it's great because I would like to see more of that character. Okay. It's not it's not great because I think it's for sure going to be good. I just mm-hmm. I'm 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 interested. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. I will subscribe to your magazine. 
<laughs> I think we're going to see a lot more future state stuff happening in Infinite Frontier than we thought we were. I definitely think we are. Um, we, uh, I, I won't talk about it here because it is spoilers. And if you want to go seek that stuff out, you can. But I, I had texted you guys. Um, the solicit for the April's issue of Action Comics has a big spoilery thing in it about stuff that's going on in Future State right now that seems to be seems seems to be carrying over into Infinite Horizons. Infinite Frontier. That's what I meant. <laughs> what is Infinite? Isn't it Infinite Horizons? Is that a uh, that's a um... image book? Yeah. By Nick Spencer, I think. No, you think right. even a vacation. When it's That's it. Okay. <laughs> uh. right, anything else on this title? You're thinking of Vertical Horizon. No, there yes. there is an infinite. There is an Infinite Horizon. It is an image book. It's uh, Jerry it, Duggan. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And Phil Noto. Okay. You're thinking of everything you want. Yes. Everything you need. Yeah. Everything inside of you that you wish you could be. In the summer of 2000, I saw Vertical Horizon <laughs> open for Third Eye Blind in what is possibly the most 2000 concert of all time. Wow, what were you at a mega rally? No, uh, that's not that's not Third Eye Blind. I'm thinking of Three Doors Down. Yes, you are. <laughs> I, we're seen, all over the place so, right now. That's really bad slander against Third Eye Blind. Yes, by is. the way, they that, wouldn't. Yeah, that they first, would never. That first Third Eye Blind album also is unimpeachably great. It slaps, yes. I, 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 it was a moment of just mind slippage right there. Okay. I was in the bleed, as it were. Okay. Um, um, was definitely just straight up thinking of the wrong band. <laughs> hey, it happens to the best of us. Oh. Uh, well, let's let's close out this week by talking about Superman versus Imperious Lex number one, written by Mark Russell, illustrated by Steve Pugue. Um. This is. This is in de- this is very good. First, first of all, it's very good. I just want to say that. Um, it's also, I think, a nice example of what Mark Russell does so well, which is to make things both funny and still have heart to it. Um, this has an amazing line where the name Lex Luthor is mentioned, and someone says, "Interplanetary villain and cake thief." Like that mm-hmm. is a that's a perfect Mark Russell joke. I thought that this was um, – first of all, this is also set at a very different time in Future State than a lot of the other stories are. And again, like Superman, Batman, I appreciated the different time frame. Um, I thought this was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed this. Vince, I have a feeling you didn't enjoy this as much. I didn't like this very much. Um, it was, It was, as everything else, fine. Um, I think, first of all, this is extremely unfair, um, of me to say, but when they announced this and they said this book was the only three issue series, my immediate thought was, okay, this is some, this is not a, this is not really a future state book. You know, I think we've talked enough on this show and don't really need to rehash it about how this was all supposed to be something else, you know? And I think this is another clear sign that like 
whatever this Superman versus Imperius Lex status quo was supposed to be is something completely other than future state. Whether this is a black label pitch that got turned into something else or just that a seems diff- like a bingo right there. Yeah. yeah. Or like just a different miniseries or something that was outside of everything else that was happening. This this doesn't belong in future state. And I'm not knocking it as a comic. I'm not my my review of this comic uh, isn't lesser because of that. I'm, I just want to point it out because I think I think the, not only the content of this issue, but the structure of it being a three issue series when everything else is two or one is it couldn't be clear that this had nowhere else to go in the post the Dio landscape. Right. My, my only thought that somewhat bucks that which doesn't really is that this was supposed to be a four issue thing and they just realized there wasn't enough story for it. And so they, they cut bait with the last issue. Okay. Is that true or you're just no, speculating? I'm, I'm speculating. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think our point is the same. It was supposed to be something else. Um, and, and it got turned into this. And I think here's my problem with it. I like, Mark Russell a lot. I think the stuff that he did on like Flintstones, um, the Snagglepuss comic, uh, other, you know, shorter comics here and there. Um, that Jesus comic he did at, at Ahoy, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, Second coming at Ahoy comics. I really like that too. I just think this is one of his less. So at this point, I kind of know what Mark Russell does, right? Sure. He he does like social commentary using whatever characters he's given, whether it's biblical characters or superheroes or Hanna Barbera characters. He's doing some kind of social commentary. He's doing that here. I think this is probably the least interesting one he's done in a while um, that I can remember. I think some of the jokes are very funny. I laughed at the cake thief joke. I laughed, you know, one or two other times. But the overall story of, like, Lex um, having his own planet that he rules over, that he wants to join the United Planets, and here are the bumps in the road that that's, they're going to be along the way, just came off as very predictable. I kind of, you know, the social commentary, I just knew where all of it was going. I it, It's just, it's... Um, it's not that I want a new trick from Mark Russell. I just think this was a less interesting version of the trick that he does so well. Um, Some someone out there needs to read this. It just might not be you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. you're the choir. I am the choir, but I think like I'm 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 willing to be preached to, even though I'm the choir. But I just think like he's he's for me he's done that better with like two or three other series, recent series that I can think of, you know? Yeah. But you're right, Zach. Yes, that's well said. And, and I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. I think I liked this a little bit better than you did, but I think your point stands pretty well. Um, I, uh, I think this Superman is written really well. Maybe the best written Superman we've Fuck seen in. Off. I, knew I knew it was coming. I 
<laughs> we are laughing. What <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's a really yeah, good Superman. Right. It's good you're Superman, right. and it's good Lois. It's good Lex. It's it's one of the best uh, Superman and Lex stories I think I've read in a long time. Yeah, I I thought all that stuff really sung. Vince disagrees. I don't. I don't know. It, it it was fine. I think like you know we've seen some some Clark and Lex, Superman and Lex stuff in in kind of the Superman anthology issues, uh, recently. Um, a little bit of that in the across the metal death metal Justice League stuff. Um, yeah. Again, like it's 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 commentary. I feel like I've heard before, and a similar sort of commentary from. Russell that I think he's done better before. That's 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 going to be my repeating refrain here on this one. I I agree with you on the commentary aspect, but I think in terms of like not it's it's hard not to just like read a Russell comic and be like, "Okay, what's the social commentary here?" Mm-hmm. just cuz that's his thing. But I think if you just read this as a like Superman and Lex story, it's definitely one of the better ones that I've read in, in a long time. Okay. I can't I can't really remember the last time we got a good Superman and Lex story, honestly. I'm surprised Bendis didn't do anything with that. Yeah. I have lots of theories on Bendis' Superman run, all of which basically come down to he thought he was doing the book for five years. Mm, mm-hmm. I can see that. And and that Snyder was just Snyder had Lex off the table. Yes, exactly. That I, is the other thing that yeah, that's probably the main reason, honestly. I mean, for sure. But I think you're right too, Brian. I think he I think he expected a longer. But you know what? I think for any creator in this day and age, that's folly. I don't I don't think any anyone should think that anymore. Well, so that although would... you would you would think if anybody could think that it would be Bendis. Yes, yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Uh, that's something that James Tynion said to me when we did an interview last year where he said that when he got the Batman gig, he basically treated it as if this is my one and only time writing the titular Batman book, I want to make sure I, I, I make my mark here. I want to do the things that I really want to do in that book. And then he it wound up being a hit. And he was going to do it for a long time. But I think that the most successful stories you get are when creators say – this is my one blank story, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, isn't that that's typically a good, a, a a good approach to take with this sort of stuff? Um, no, I I thought this was a lot of fun. I thought, like Zach said, that there's a lot of good Superman, Lois, and Lex stuff. I think everybody was pretty much true to who they were or who they are, rather. Um, in this story, I think that uh, I like seeing like you know just past middle age superman and lois that that was that was fun um two notes in my that i have written down here the outer rim what is this freaking star wars number one because i can refer to outer rim planets and um Ah. they did many times if you if you would read that fucking novel uh you would know more about the outer rim i I was agreeing that was that was that was a paul schaefer going oh Oh, okay i thought you i thought you were uh arguing there okay no no um and the other thing i wanted to say was just i i feel like this i mean you're absolutely right vincey this this did not feel like a future state book 
at all. But that said, I think Future State maybe would be... I don't think it's a bad thing if Future State had more books that didn't all feel... And I think that the variety is not a bad thing. Let me put it that way. Let's let's be real here. In terms of this week, like the only books that I think really fit in with like what Future State kind of like core future state would be like Aquaman, the Batman book and oh, I guess like half the books they're like this, this book, I think, I think this book, suicide squad, black Adam and uh, Legion do not really fit in with what future state is. I mean, even Aquaman, to a certain degree, doesn't really feel like Future State. Yeah, the only reason I would even include that is because, like, Andy plays a part in Justice League, I guess. And this is, like, in in line with that. You know, this is, like, earlier in that. But, yeah, I would even, yeah, I would be fine with taking Aquaman off the table there and just saying, like, Batman and um, Batman Superman. Yeah, Batman I mean, Superman I mean, it, doesn't even really feel as far has, down the like, road either. But, it, it's, but no, yeah, it's, it's like got earlier. the magistrate stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it, it has to do with the scattershot timeline uh-huh. that makes no sense other than to condense something down that was supposed to be much different than. It, again, I just keep coming back to the fact that this was supposed to play out so much differently than it did, and and again i think it's still going to like i think we're gonna see like that that mayor nanako character who start who who like brought in the magistrate he's in tinyans he, he's in the bat books yeah um the superman solicits for upcoming books have the trojan stuff mm-hmm. the trojan character like this stuff is it's really weird it's almost like this is um you know what Future State is, it reminds me of? It, it's not really, I don't think, but it reminds me of that time in uh, Snyder's Batman run where they did that issue that jumped ahead to like the middle of Batman Eternal. Yes. Yes. That's what Future State feels like to me. I forgot all about that issue. Yeah. Can I... Uh... Can I rap about something Go, regarding yeah. all of this? Go for it. Go. There's that Philip Kennedy Johnson interview. I can't remember who it was with. Was it with... Um, it might have been the Hollywood Reporter or someone of that ilk. I think it was like John Centrist or something like that. Um, was that Word Balloon? Uh, might be, yeah. Yeah. Um, he did an interview where he talked to... He, He's, he's like one of the only creators I've seen mention 5G by name and call it that and say that it was a th- admit that it was a thing. I think Tom King might have been one of the other ones I've seen who said that. Um, but anyway, like he literally said in this interview that he was brought on to to do different books than he ended up doing or different projects than he ended up doing. And he was also going to be like a um language or like like um alien lettering designer 
for the 5G initiative or something like that because he has like a history of like making up. I don't know if it has anything to do with his Last God series or whatever, um, but he's interested in like making up languages and things like that, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, in this interview, he talked about how there was all this work they did for 5G. And then after Dan DiDio got left, let go and there was editorial shakeup and everything, they decided to turn it into something else entirely and basically condense it down into these two months and um, use as much of the material that they had already been working on and had already been developed as they could, or at least what they thought were like really good ideas that, that were going to play and they could move forward with even beyond the event. Um, and I just think like all that stuff we were just talking about is just explained like that's DC will never say, but Philip Kennedy Johnson will that like, that's what happened. So anything that doesn't feel like what you think future state was supposed to be, you know, whether it's the Aquaman stuff or the Legion of Superheroes stuff, I feel like this is all something that was supposed to be. Oh, Oh, I forgot to mention. He, he literally said they were, it was a complete reboot. He said like, it was going to be a reboot. It was going to be a, like a, a clean slate which, you know, based on the DiDio timeline stuff, I feel like you were going to have four very defined generations, and then the fifth generation was going to kick off as essentially a, a blank slate. And so any of this stuff that, that doesn't appear to fit or make sense, I think it's explained perfectly by that, you know? Um. This is just very weird. I mean, I think this event has been more good than bad, but it's very weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, I think it's definitely been more good than bad. I think that for the most part, these have all been enjoyable comics. Yeah, 80, 80% are good or, or, or okay. Yeah. I think this week was a, l- a little bit of a downer for me, but... You're you're just getting your jollies with with football right now, so yeah, yeah. I'm just just hanging on as long as I can. I get it, man. I get it. Zach, any closing thoughts? Uh, uh nope. I agree with all of that. Um, I think I stand by. After we after we talked it out a little bit more, I maybe. I, I definitely don't think this was my favorite week. I think I was really high on this week. One off of the suicide squad issue and two, the art this week was just, I think exceptionally good to me. Um, and there weren't really any books that just, I had to like force myself to get through. Like there have been in other weeks, I, everything was like pretty enjoyable. Um, and yeah, overall, like one month in, I think that this is a very fun event that probably probably won't end up being very satisfying from a story perspective, but will be fun to both reflect on and to follow where the threads go in Infinite Frontier. I think it's going to be fascinating when... All this is said and done when 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 we when we've moved on to the next event or whatever it is, and somebody decides to talk, and we find out 
if you know if Captain Boomerang Jr. was going to be the new Flash, if sort of, <laughs> it, you know if if all the rumors that we heard were were legitimate, and I, I kind of think they were. You know, we 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 play around with with Rich Johnston a lot on this show, but Rich isn't wrong that often. And He's not now, yeah. Especially when he doubles down on something. A lot of times he'll speculate on an idea that winds up to not be correct. But if Rich says, like, once he's pretty sure of something, those things tend to happen. And so I'm I'm legitimately curious to see if we'll ever find out what the original plan was. And I think that there are certain things that we're seeing. I mean, like Zach said, the Action Comics solicits for um, April, I guess, um, make it... It gives something away about sort of how Future State is going to relate to the rest of the line, or at least how it will relate to the Superbooks for a little while. So um, I don't know how much we'll ever truly know, but I can't wait to to look back on all this. I, my fear with this is that there are some ideas in there that – will be things like Flash Speed Force, which was a second Flash book we were promised, I believe, in 2010, uh, focusing on Wally West. He, you guys he's never going to let it go. <laughs> or like, um, or even like the, the Superman 2000 pitch that we've all read by, uh-huh. um, by Mark Wade and uh, Grant Morrison at all. And just like these ideas that, that would have been so cool had they happened but we don't but we never see them happening and so i wonder how much is going to be sort of lost to that ah oh, shucks that could have been cool uh speculation versus stuff that is um that will get repurposed elsewhere i'm interested to see how that all shakes out yeah this i i did not expect this at all but future state has gotten me so excited for infinite frontier yeah, dude, and you're reading those solicits, and you're like, you're going off in lads' chat, um, and I love it. <laughs> you're ba- you're back, baby. You were you were you were lost. The prodigal son has returned. I, it's just funny, like on on paper, I think the way that Infinite Horizon and everything is being rolled out is like it's so much less Infinite frontier. Uh, did I do it again? You did. You did it again. Uh, uh, three doors down. Um, <laughs> Um, it's so much like less interesting, I guess, and than than something like the new Fifty Two rollout or like the Rebirth rollout. There's much less fanfare. The creative names that we would really expect to be driving this these types of things aren't really there in the same way. Um, but we're getting these almost kind of like proof of concept teasers with Future State. Um that just have me so excited. This is like the way that DC should do every rollout. I think from now on, just kind of do this like new creative sampler where everyone just kind of goes wild and like throws things at a wall and the things that stick get carried into their runs in a more substantial way. It's, um, it's a really interesting creative endeavor. I think. I wonder, I wonder if, um, no, I'm not going to say that because that that would um 
No, I'll say it. Whatever. Say Fuck. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go off, King. It, it's not too fucked up nor too raw. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say is, um, like, so we've been getting these books early. Um, usually we get our DC review copies on the Friday before publication. We've been getting these two Fridays before publication. And I think that's significant for one reason. I think it's significant because it shows that this stuff has all been in the can for a while. And so I wonder if once they made the decision to go to future state over 5G, they said, okay, here's here's the stuff that makes the most sense to put into this event. And so, you, so you're getting, you know, the Philip Kennedy Johnson stuff. You're getting the uh, Mariko Tsumaki stuff. And I think all that stuff, all of those things, I think, probably don't look too different in 5G, in Future State, rather, to what 5G was going to be. Um, I think some of those creators who have done some DC work before, and then you got a lot of people who are, like Zach said, we're sort of getting proof of concept tryouts here, right? But I don't think it's a surprise that the worst book of, of Future State so far, that Flash book, that's not the team on the Flash going forward. Right, and I I don't think it's any surprise that the Tim Sheridan stuff has been so good, and we're seeing Tim Sheridan on, on books coming out. So I wonder how much of it was like a lot of times proof of concept does not mean does not mean does editorial think it's good. It means does it resonate with the readers. But this this is all being decided before readers read a single issue of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how much of this was just DC taking its own pulse. And saying, "All right, this works. This doesn't. This works. This doesn't, etc." Does that sound right? That sounds very yes, and that that sounds like an editorial group that's pretty confident. And I think even through all the the turmoil or whatever at DC, like just from seeing some of the editors talk on uh, Farmers Only. Like I really do, I really do think they feel confident with this stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think I think what you say rings true. I can't remember another time that we saw this many creative changes done in a way that feels this confident. Mm-hmm. I, that's not that's like you said that's not leaning on names necessarily it's right le- like, it's leaning on ideas they want to put forward like i think i think back to the new 52 and i remember i actually um i was at a new 52 panel at new york comic-con the i, I guess it was like it would have been two months after it was launched and I don't know. If, I think it was the Dio. Somebody said, "Like, look, not all these books are going to survive. There's going to be churn, you know, because people are complaining about certain books not being there, right?" And he was like, yeah, "This, there'll be churn. There'll be, you know, the books will go away. Books will show up, etc." That said, I feel like if you ask the current editorial group which of these which of these concepts isn't going to work. I don't think they would have an answer for you necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think they feel good about all these. Whereas I think everybody kind of knew by the time the new 52, by the time month two happened, 
you could have almost picked out the six books that were going to be the first canceled. <laughs> yeah. And and there was so much um, creator turmoil during that time that you know that had to play a role too. Whereas I feel like I feel like the core group that they're going with in this. I don't. I don't want to say they don't have the clout to just walk away from from these books. You know, some some of them definitely do, but I don't get the sense that that's going to happen. You know, I feel like I feel like some of the editorial unpleasantness that we may have had, like pre rebirth, has really been ironed out. You know. Yes. Yeah, I I think I agree. Um, it doesn't hurt that the line is a lot tighter. Um, everything seems a lot kind of it, everything seems more well considered. There's not a lot of filler, you know. There's not four bat books. Well, four yeah, bat, they're not. There's not four Batman books, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's good. I think I'm excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh, yeah. just flipping through these solicits. They look so good. All these books look so good. So Zach, did you say in lads chat, it's 17 books? So I counted 17 ongoing, so not counting minis. It, it was 17 ongoing books set in the DCU. And I didn't count like digital first stuff for that either. Um, yeah. Um, do we think that that stays around that number? I think it'll go up a little more, but I would see I could see it settling between like twenty and twenty five. Twenty five was going to be my pick. Let let's do let's do uh, let's do some prices right shit here. Oh no. <laughs> um. Well, we got to think about what we're missing. Like after the April solicits, we're still missing. Um. We're missing an Aquaman book. We're missing something to do with the JSA. And I don't know that we get an aqua. I I, I don't know. If yeah, we, I, they, we we could not. You're right. We could. We there's a chance that we would. We don't. Till um, till the till the next Aquaman movie comes out. Probably. Yeah. That's I. That's not. That's not unreasonable. Um, I think that we're probably going to get a Superman anthology book. Um, I did. I did count the Batman anthology in that list. You did count it. I did count it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. And uh, I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know what else they would do. See, I, I almost don't think, I almost don't think they're gonna do anything else for a little bit. I, they'll, they'll maybe one or two books a month till they get to about twenty four, twenty five. Other books will drop out. It'll, it'll hang around that number. I, I I think they might not think they need an Aquaman book for a little while. I think they might not think they need any more Green Lantern books for a little while. 
Um, what else? I don't think we're going to get an extra flash book. Mm-mm. No, I don't think not. we're going to have, I don't think we're going to have double character books outside of like the Trinity. Yeah. And even then wonder woman's not going to get uh, Yara, Yara uh, Flores though. Oh, Yara Flores. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder yeah. girl. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a thing. Yep. Don't call um, me wonder girl. Yeah, yeah and, gonna, and we do have line. Yes, it will we be. do have uh, Sensation comics coming out. That's dig- digital first, yeah. but coming to print. Right, which um, I wouldn't count those. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how. Like those are also pretty much are... all miniseries. That's true. Yeah. Like e- which even there the are going to be a lot one. of minis. Yeah. a lot of minis. Swamp Thing, next Batman, etc. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Crime Syndicate. Yes. Yes. Um, so I think. I think we're going to see a JSA book. I think we're going to see Bendis return to the Legion. Oh, I do not. I, I, I do. I think that if if DC is serious about keeping Bendis, they're going to keep him on Legion. I could, I could see it, but I also kind of think that Bendis is going to be doing a Checkmate book once the Leviathan checkmate thing comes out. He keeps saying that they're still working on that. He could do three books, but yeah, maybe somebody else will do the checkmate book. So correct me if I'm wrong. He's solicited for one book. Yes. But he's also said that there's new jinx world stuff. There's new wonder comic stuff. Like all that stuff is coming. I know what he said, but you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's, it's amazing that he's only on one book. It's all I'm saying. It is, but I think that will change very quickly. Sure. Is my point. I, yeah. Okay. Um, I think, I don't think we're getting, I think having Shazam in Teen Titans means we're not getting a Shazam book. I think having for now, Naomi in Justice League means we're not getting a Naomi book. Um, having Green Arrow and Black Canary in Justice League. We'll we'll get Naomi season two. He said that's coming. At but some that'll point, be a mini. At, at some point, yes. And that's again, that's yeah. a mini. Um, I think that the Super Family book is is very logical. Um, I do think we're gonna get a second Green Lantern book. Eventually, I don't know when, and I think that might be something we don't expect. That might be a Teen Lantern book, a Joe <laughs> Mullen book, a um. A guy Gardner book, just like I, I, it's not gonna be a Hal Jordan book. I don't know what they're gonna do with Hal Jordan for a while, but he's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, I don't think. We'll, I think. I think maybe. I don't know what. Ooh, what Vince has something. I have a prediction. Go for it. Because because he's not, he's not on the Justice League roster, right? Right. No. I I kind of think he might die. In, in in Morrison's in, run, in I no in well m- maybe in, in that, Morrison's if, run in that Infinite in, Frontier number zero Infinite Frontier zero mm-hmm. yes interesting I could I could totally see that let's kill Hal Jordan again it's time I'm I agree um more well, that would make a lot of people mad oh um, please I would yeah <laughs> go for it <laughs> go uh, off Kings um. Yeah, because because have you guys noticed how some of the solicits refer to something in Infinite Frontier Zero as a tragedy? I don't know yes. if I've noticed that, but yes, I, I have. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. oh wait. Okay. Oh. I'm taking it a step further. Hal Jordan's death is going to be what brings the Justice Society back. It's an active thing. Oh. Because I know that there's an Alan Scott story in Infinite Frontier Zero. Uh-huh. And it's going to be about how Alan Scott is so distraught at the loss of Hal that he reforms the Justice Society. Oh, man. What, what if... Hold on. Um, put a pin in that. Uh, while I'm looking this up, though, I do think we're going to get a... Uh, I think we're getting an authority book by the end of the year. Okay, yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. Um... <laughs> no, wait. No. No, never mind. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, wouldn't it be wild if Green Lantern Season 2, Hal dies, and that leads into Infinite Horizon. I did it again. Infinite <laughs> Frontier. But the last issue of Green Lantern comes out the week after Infinite Frontier. Uh, I do think I think that there's I think you're right though I think Infinite Frontier Zero is gonna have some kind of like big um, uh, kind of kind of cloud cataclysmic thing with the Green Lantern Corps maybe and Hal's gonna die. Yeah, because because doesn't the first issue of the Green Lantern doesn't it start with like all the Green Lanterns get, being called back to Oa? Yes. Or something, and it makes sense that that book would start the next month. Um, not maybe not you know not the same month. Yeah, I can see it. It's all coming together. Man, every time I look at the covers for Teen Titans Academy, I get so excited. They look so good. That book, I think that that book is gonna be. That's the one. <laughs> that that's the one. That's the Deathstroke of yeah. Deathstroke is to rebirth as Teen Titans Academy is the Infinite Frontier. Uh, hear me now, believe me later. All, all mm -hmm. of these covers look so good. So interesting, every one of them. Yeah. Man, I hate how excited I am about this. I wanted <laughs> to be done. I wanted I, I wanted a clean break. You wanted to be out? You'll never be out, you bastard. You, you, were hoping so to, you were hoping to go from being a comics guy to being a dad guy. And this was going <laughs> to no. no. end right before becoming no. a dad. And you no, were going to... I was going to keep reading X-Men and be happy about it. And that's all I would read and be fine. I could catch up on all the manga I've been wanting to read. I could read other things, but uh, they got me. They got you, man. They uh, always will. Well, Vince, talk about what we got for next week. Do you have uh, next week's books pulled up? Damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, you know this is your thing again no yeah I, I know it's supposed to be uh hang on hang on uh stall for time okay okay talk about how about talk about how you're a temporary packer fan for a bit i i always tell you that i i support the packers when when they're in it because i don't have any real rooting alliance you know for football and uh so you know, I and I always ask your permission. Can I watch this game <laughs> because I'm a good friend and I don't want to fuck up your team? And uh, you get mad at me usually when something bad happens, but it's never been my fault specifically. 
No, Brian, you can watch our team anytime. Actually, you know, we beat the Titans that night that you were watching, and um, from then on, you have a you have a lifetime pass to to Green Bay Packer games. So okay, okay, okay I got I have it up now. This will be February second, right? Uh, yes. No, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So uh, we got Future State Harley. Just the Future State books, right? Yes. Yes. Harley Quinn two, Superman and Metropolis two. Uh, Swamp Thing 2, The Flash 2, The Next Batman 3, uh, Wonder Woman 2. That's it. Okay. Man Bat number one if you're nasty. (laughs) I am not. I am not. (laughs) Yeah, none of us are. (laughs) Uh. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, You know... we love speculating on this stuff. I'm sure we're wrong about half of it, but these are my favorite things we do when we just go off and talk about what's coming up in the future. So stay tuned to listen to see how right or wrong we were in a few weeks and months. Uh, until then, if you have to get in touch with us, you can find two thirds of us on Twitter. I am at Brian needs an app. And I am at Wilker Fox. If you need to find Vince, he is on farmers only changing all of his, um, all of his display names to different three doors down lyrics, uh, as well as saluting his outgoing president. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm giving him a two finger salute. If you know what I mean, two thumbs right up. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing that stupid two thumbs up pose that he always does. Exactly, that yeah. stupid dumbass look on the space. No, uh, just for that, Brian, if you need to find Brian Salvatore, he is sending explicit photos, including a naked picture of his penis, to foreign female reporters in 2016 after she had ignored dozens of his messages he's from talking him about four a, weeks. He's talking about a scandal that broke tonight for the New York Mets general manager, who's been the Mets general manager for less than two months, and yeah. uh, he will be gone tomorrow. By the time you hear this next week, Jared Porter will no longer be the general manager of the Mets, and honestly, I'm fine with it. Whatever. Dude. You have such an interesting team to follow. I, I, I love just I love seeing you have to be a Mets fan. It's I, I want the best for you, but it's so fascinating to watch. Well, I'm glad that my misery makes for good television. So thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. There's going to be a butt man statue. <laughs>